Hello everyone, welcome along to another episode of Unplayable. We've got a full house this week. I'm joined on the Google Meet by Cooper Nolan, Joe Neeland and Dave O'Connor. Um, we actually haven't fielded a full team in a few weeks, so it's nice to have everyone here. Dave, you were off last week. Your your brother was graduating. How was it? Oh yeah, all good. Nice little uh, nice little family day out. Um, so apologies for missing, missing the big pod, no doubt. No, that's all right. What what uh, what did he study? He qualified as a primary school teacher. So oh, in uh, in very Irish fashion, they graduated several thousand primary school teachers on a Wednesday when they all had to leave their classes to <laughs> to, uh, to go graduate, and and the taxpayer funds the bill for uh, for thousands of subs for the day. So it was a nice little nice little junket for them all. Yeah, happy days. Okay. Right, so given we're now in November, we kind of expected that the season would have reached a lull at this point. But we've been blessed with stuff going on in the world of golf. Seamus Power made it two wins from uh, the last two weeks in the PGA Tour for the Irish, following Rory's win the previous week at CJ Cup. We had the much-anticipated grand finale of golf's favourite tour, as Liv touched down in Miami. Some other golf-related stuff, Tiger and Rory's new company, Tomorrow Sports, spelled T-M-R-W, which, which is actually all of Tiger and Rory's initials, um, has attracted some uh, some investment from sports' richest stars, including Lewis Hamilton, Serena Williams, Andy Murray, Justin Timberlake, and the list goes on. It will be nice to be mixing in those circles. Um, I'm sure we'll get them all on the pod over the next few weeks to discuss. Strange that none of us got the call from Tiger and Roy to get involved. But anyway, maybe they'll get onto us for the, the next round of funding. Right, let's start off with the Waterford man with the American accent, Seamus Power. Cooper, we're all aware that Seamus Power has had a, a meteoric rise up the world rankings in the last 18 months or so. But uh, his form has cooled off in the last few months. His best finish since June was tied for 30th. And yet you had the audacity to come onto this pod last week and back him. Yeah, he um I think we mentioned it last week as well. Like he's it was it was such a such a sharp rise um just post-COVID when he seemed to focus on a few elements of his game over the the, the kind of blackout or the, the the off periods due to COVID. And when he came back, he was just it was just straight out of the gate. Um really impressive kind of golf not just for kind of the level he was at kind of inside the top 200 <clears throat> but also kind of like competing on the pga tour um but he did um like that's only 18 months ago which is i think even kind of time is completely warped post covid but like to think uh, 18 months ago seamus power was playing monday qualifiers it's pretty insane for a guy who's 32nd in the world now who has two pga tour wins who is guaranteed to play in every major now and be a competitor and is eyeing up a Ryder Cup spot 
like it is it's it's been a, it's been an incredible kind of rise for him um he didn't uh he, he didn't look uh, all that convincing with about seven holes to go um with ben griffin um i i don't i think he was a rookie last year could be his rookie year um but a guy who um yeah came up through the corn ferry tour he took a while off golf and he, he seems to be kind of um doing a similar kind of story to power in terms of a, having a really good kind of first kind of 18 months 24 months on the on tour but he had a four shot lead with about seven holes to play and shit just hit the fan it was it was pretty hard to watch i think i think dave actually said it in the whatsapp uh, this <laughs> this lad will do well to hold his bottle or something like that um with four bogeys in a row huh he never looked like a man who who was going to finish the deal on the back line because he, he got off to a flyer but there to be fair it was tough conditions but it was also from a from a ben griffin perspective it was very painful to watch i mean it was decked by a thousand cuts as well there wasn't even there wasn't even the 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 satisfaction of one big blowout there were there were several of them i think we mentioned that it was you know he was he was pushing van de Vel territory but i think it was actually more like adam scott at the open and in, in lidham yeah. Sands, where it just unraveled very slowly but very very uh deliberately um so like i did it, he did look like a man who was going to struggle um but the conditions were actually very difficult you could see the wind was was absolutely howling on sunday which probably played into power's favor a little bit as well because you know as much as he's been kind of associated with golf in, in the states and, and, and gone to college over there he obviously does have a background in links golf and growing up here in ireland totally yeah no that was kind of i guess one of the one of the reasons i thought he might have a decent chance because i think the wind normally gets up around 40 miles an hour there on the coast it's meant to be crazy but um no he yeah he, he did a great job um delighted for him and yeah again um rider cup rider cup in rome is is a very very real possibility now for him moving forward mm -hmm. i was gonna say joe what do you reckon he'll have to be eyeing up a rider cup spot now um september next year yeah definitely like he's he's up to 32nd obviously in the in the rankings so that puts him well in the mix in the european players for uh for the top 12. um i did read an interview with him saying that he has had conversations with luke as well he's talked to him um intermittently i suppose over the last few months but he's also been chatting to um harrington and uh, mcginley as well so you know he's obviously you know top of mind as well so oh no i think he's 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 in a great position to 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 make that team and the only i suppose the only challenge is with it with the structure of how the team's picked i think it's is it six captains picks but then it's top three in the world's points and top three in the european and it's going to be very difficult for him to to get the world points given you know who he's playing up against in america like some mcelroy ram and then the european guys obviously will have a will have a better chance at the european list but i think you know, if the team's picked tomorrow, he'd definitely be uh, definitely be consider in consideration um, for for Luke. So it'd be great to see. Uh, obviously, with Larry and McRoy most likely, um, obviously going to be there. It'd be great to see a third uh, third Irish name on the on the team sheet. Yeah, so, I, I I did look into this. Like, I think you know, obviously Ryder Cup has to be a priority for him. I think he said this week himself that he'd spoken to Harrington and McGinley about you know his his path to it and, and any advice they might have as former captains and former 
former players. But the pad is is kind of difficult, as Joe said, to get there because he's he's unlikely to get one of the three world spots unless he has an absolute cracker over here. Now I wouldn't be writing him off, but you know he's probably going to have to win a big event and and contend in a couple of others to get into that world. And then he he doesn't play enough in Europe to to get himself anywhere near those European places. So I think unless he has a big finish in one of those events like that covers both of those like i.e a major um it's going to be difficult for him to qualify automatically so he, he does need to keep his name front and center and leave donald's mind and obviously winning events is, is the best way to do that um like i i don't think we should kid ourselves and say that this is one of the biggest events on the pga tour but it still is a pga yeah. tour win and it is gonna it is gonna increase profile both, both at home and, and and abroad. I mean, even at home, he's a you know he's a distant third to McElroy and Lowry in terms of casual golf fans. So the more he can get himself out there, the better for him. Obviously, um, the only thing I would say is that you know while I'm, it almost seems like I'm trying to take away from his win there in terms of it's not a big event. Like it still was, it still was a big boy win. I think in in you know, under the circumstances because as we kind of alluded to earlier it did become apparent on the back line that he was all of a sudden in control of the golf tournament it was difficult conditions and a lot of in a lot of ways that's the most that's the most difficult place to be in because all of a sudden you're trying to manage your way home because ben griffin is is, is throwing it away elsewhere you have someone like thomas dietrich coming from deep who uh who's going to post a score so the fact that power was able to hold it together um, was very impressive and does hopefully bode well for for him contending in future events. Yeah, he did. He he literally hung on in the end. Um, like he he needed every shot that he had spare with Dietrich holding out bunkers and stuff on the back nine or in the the final hole. Like it was, it, he was pushed all the way. And as you said, the conditions were like pretty much atrocious in terms of the wind. So like. When he was coming down the last three he was hitting every fairway he was unlucky on 18 he just came up short there's a bit of a false front there on the 18th but like bar that he'd be really controlled well um it's uh it's not as you said one of the new pga tour events with uh with extra merit or anything but it was still to to get the win going into the new season now and hopefully kicking on for contention in a major or all this money going for the new pga tour events he's like he's what larry's what top 20 here 20th in the world power 30 like he's he's right in the mix there now it's some of the best in the world like it's it's absolutely unbelievable to see so yeah hopefully he can get a big one on the board this year yeah well it just takes a lot of stress out of his season as well like i mean i don't think he's in any great danger now falling outside the top world's top 50 for the foreseeable which is going to get him back into the masters obviously into the big world golf championships the match play etc where you can actually win the big points and the big money and you know those events will will count for both world and european points for Ryder cup as i said so it's gotta like it's gotta be it's it's gotta be a big load off his shoulders to get to get himself into that position early in the season and and fedex cup and the whole shebang like he, he he really is golden now for the next few months and he can just concentrate on playing golf without too much pressure on himself yeah if he if he matches his major record in in 2022 next year He'll be in a great shape. Like he got that top ten at the PGA, twelfth at the US Open, and was it top thirty at the Masters? So, mm. like very, very solid performance in the majors. And I'd say if he does that, the other factor is as well. I think you know Larry could be looking at him as a potential partner in the Ryder Cup as well. Yeah. Just see them play together for the first couple of days in um, in the Irish Open this year. And there, there was definitely a bit of bit of crack between them. And I'd say I'd say they would partner well. 
Um, I'd say Larry would love it as well as a, as yeah. a potential Irish guy. Class. But it's like what you're saying, uh, Dave, you said like the, him winning that event, obviously it wasn't a huge event. He was actually the best world or highest world ranked player going into it. Obviously not particularly strong. Um, but it's like it's like getting into the club, isn't it? Because you 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 win these events, you get into that top fifty. Suddenly you're in all the big events, and like he's playing majors, playing World of Championships, as opposed to his competition for the other Ryder Cup places, where uh, some of those guys might not get into those massive world events. I was reading during the week, and I actually don't know how valid it is, but apparently Donald came out and said openly that he's locked in six players which is fair enough like rory shane ram fleetwood matt fitz and hovland and that's fair enough those players are going to be basically locked in but i was just going through some of the players that like power would be going up against and like you're talking the likes of bob mcintyre uh hatton seb straka the hoygaard twins you know willett rose pepperell um you'd have to you'd have to fancy his chances against the likes of those lads i mean he's got a crack he's got a cracking chance but you're just leaving yourself up to you know the whims of luke donald and his vice captains if you're not getting in automatically and that that's yeah. that, that's just the point i'm trying to make is that not that i don't think he's going to get it but i just think the path to automatic qualification is difficult for him just given the the structure of the the structure of the team and and the picks and then also his schedule and i just will you know i wonder will he play a little bit more in europe when push comes to shove next year in terms of when it gets down to the nitty-gritty of qualification but like i you know i completely agree he, he's got a he's got an absolutely cracking chance of of uh of getting on the team and if the Ryder cup was to be you know, this week he he one hundred percent will be will be in the top twelve European players for sure. Yeah, no, Bar Bar like an amazing win on the PGA Tour. You'd expect to see power back in Europe as soon as the kind of the Open comes around and sticking around then for a few events afterwards. If depending right. on where he's standing in the world, or yeah. well, they but also the, the Middle Eastern events, swing so. as well. Like he, he typically hasn't really played. Yeah. He typically hasn't really played like Dubai, Abu Dhabi after Christmas. Like they're big, they're big, big events, and and you know he really. He really should be kind of aiming to become a bit more of a global player in any case. So it would be good to see him for not just the Ryder Cup, but you can get caught up on that. Like, I mean, his career needs to be bigger than just one Ryder Cup. But I think it would be good to see him playing in these events across the world anyway. Yeah, and that's where Harrington and Donald hopefully hopefully steering him in the right direction. So, yeah, hopefully you'll see more of him. Yeah, it's a, it is. He's taken a different path to a lot of... Well, Europeans in general, but the Irish, I mean, the fact that he went through Corn Ferry, I mean, and then he goes through Corn Ferry, gets on the PJ Tour, and he is where he is now, and he's obviously done incredibly well. But I wonder, do you reckon, do you reckon it was a case of him, like, backing himself just because that's probably a more difficult route? Or do you reckon it was maybe he felt his game would be more suited having played in, in college th through America and... I don't know maybe thought that the the american route was actually his best chance i think he just liked being in america as well i think i've heard mm -hmm. him say before that he quite likes it over there and like i think the corn ferry tour put it this way i think struggling on the corn ferry tour versus struggling on the european tour is not that different an experience and if you're more comfortable in your surroundings over there and you've spent four or five years in college it's not it's it's, it's not the done thing but it's not necessarily a bad decision and i mean obviously it'll pay if it pays off it pays off which it has for 
for power and i think it's become apparent that power was is a good enough player that it was always going to work out for him um irrespective of what path he's taken so um you know he probably has done it a little bit differently but that's that, that that's okay as well i mean you know he's, he's gotten to where he needs to be now which is a perennial contender in in, in events and and a, a multiple winner on the bj tour see jp was on the bag for thomas dietrich so um jp fitzgerald rory's yeah. ex they, so, they have, he has a bag share arrangement now with, with some other guy for dietrich he's a he's actually on the he? bag. yeah he's on the bag now for dietrich again this week dietrich's really been knocking on the door he uh he'd be he was someone that i was going to consider him back in this week but he kind of i think a lot of other people had the same notion because not sure we're not quite sure where they got it from given he was second last week but he was backed in from about 50 to 33 or 28 so a lot of a lot of money Dom, thomas dietrich's a popular man this week jp though like he's made his money with rory he made um what was he in the bag for what two of those fedex cups never mind whatever else he won fucking he's a happy man laughing to the bank so no wonder he's only got a bloody job share <laughs> good else before as well wasn't he Oh, he was with Els actually. Yeah, he was the other one, Rafa Cabrera Bayo, was that right? Yeah, Cabrera Bayo as well. I think he's he's been on a good few at this stage. Mm. Um, but anyway, so the Live Boys rocked around to uh, to another one of Trump's courses, the Blue Monster, in Miami for the team championship. So the way this worked was. The, the 12 teams of four played knockout match play for the first two days. Four is whittled down to four teams to play out a stroke play final on the third and last day. My expectations for this would be that it would actually be decent. You know, team golf, match play always catches the eye for me anyway. Um, and I'm sure a lot of golf fans are the same. Um, although I was well aware that it would be forced, as is the live way. Um, the way it played out was pretty much that for me anyway. Um, better than previous weeks of live um, that I've watched, in my opinion, um, but also had kind of prescribed fun element where they were all forcing animosity, bigging the whole thing up um, all the way through to the um, But anyway, so some interesting matches. First couple of days, there was Phil versus Cam Smith. Um, G Mac and Richard Bland won a match uh, on the first day. It was with G Mac holding a winning putt. We had Brooks v Poulter, which Brooks won, and I was delighted about actually. Um, Smith and Garcia, and then Bryson as team captain got to chose his choose his competition, uh, and he chose to play against the the South Africans in an attempt to be the big man, um, and then proceeded to lose against Louis Ustazen in, in sudden death. It all came down to their match to see who get to the final. Uh, Bryson in, hit in the water, and then it was good night. Uh, and then the last day rocked around. It was four, four teams going at it in stroke play. All four scores to count. We saw, in fairness, big swings like your um, sweepstakes, Cooper. Big swings in, in either direction. Uh, we had the all-Aussie team. There was the South African team, the Kepka team, uh, and then those goddamn four aces. 
Um, Cam Smith made it interesting for the Aussies, but ultimately DJ and his three other aces won by a shot and brought home the bacon. Uh, a lot to take home there, or take on there, lads. Uh, any any thoughts or reactions to the above? I'll, I'll just say, just just first of all, don't put live and my sweepstakes in the same sentence. Uh, no i I watched a bit of it like um i I mainly went on to see how many people were watching just to kind of see that the the crowd was drawn drawn for this incredible final event of the year with fucking however many millions on the line i think there was twenty seven thousand people watching at one stage during the final round um like just I, i remember reading something about how much um how much they've invested in it and how much um how much people are watching on average and i think they're essentially paying about fifteen hundred dollars uh as a customer acquisition cost as in the amount they invested versus the amount of people watching like it's it, it's again they it, it's its first year grand it's free to air not sure if that's if that's gonna hot, like raise or lower the amount of people watching in terms of if it was just on telly would more people flick it on um but overall it's just i don't know cam smith versus phil mickelson that kind of shit it just does not do anything for me and i the 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 acting that was going on there's a few oscar nominees coming out of the live event in miami this week with richard bland getting incredibly emotional because he won a fucking match with dj or graham mcdowell like i remember watching it and really the cringe was unbearable it was the the weirdest interview afterwards where you could nearly see him forcing tears just to try and i guess add to the add to the overall emotion of the fabricated fucking charade that is live golf um brooks as well then talking absolute nonsense again it's just it annoys me more and more every week and the commentators then filling in the time in between just kind of reiterate how just false the entire thing is um sorry con for a little bit of a rant about your your favorite tour but it's yeah it's it's it i i thought they would kind of gradually mellow out into more of a an easier watch for the general public but they seem to just every week get worse and worse at just shoving it down your throat so yeah thank god i won't have to watch now for another another year yeah i'll i'll be honest like firstly i've nothing has ever got the detail detailed introduction that live team event just got on this podcast not even majors i think you know there really is a job for you at live again i mean arlo white has got nothing, nothing like absolutely ridiculous but anyway um i'll be honest i actually this is the one this is the one live event that i looked at and thought this actually might interest me because i do like match play and it was something different and i had an hour or so to kill on saturday evening and i was staying in a hotel then and down in Waterford, trying to get the inside scoop on James Bauer for the pod, but anyway, I had, a, mm. had an hour to kill, so I uh, I stuck it on YouTube on the on the TV in the hotel room, um, while I was getting ready and stuff, and I genuinely was so underwhelmed by the the production and the products. I like I I've spoken a lot about how I disagree with the idea of it and how I think it's really bad for the game, but like I genuinely couldn't. I genuinely couldn't get my head around how awful it was. I mean, it is constant propaganda. It's like it's telling you how it's telling you how amazing something is 
like it's it's completely overblown when it really isn't that good at all like it, it, it the, the the standard of golf that i saw was not good um like dustin johnson was playing against some fella that i've never heard of um like that on the saturday i've no idea who this guy is apparently he was filling because uh martin keimer um was was injured i think he is probably one of the like young amateurs that they've plucked but like his, his name wasn't recognizable to me whatsoever he was getting his arse handed to him by dustin johnson and the narrative on the commentary was how unbelievable dustin was and how this guy is is one of the premier players in golf and which is true but it's not being evidenced by what's happening on the on the tv screen at the moment and like you know you know, we can't be the only ones because I was, you know, Cooper, you said you were one of many 7,000 on YouTube on on Sunday. I think it topped out at 70,000 on Sunday, I read. I was one of, I think, 12,000 on Saturday evening um, watching on YouTube, which is, is free to air. I mean, it's 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 accessible. It's accessible to almost anyone who's interested in golf at the tip of their fingers. You know, it's on your phone, it's on your tablet, it's on your television, and they still can't even you know get a decent audience like just for just for context like to be a couple of million watching a pga tour event on on a sunday afternoon and you know even one of the even one of the run the mill ones um don't, don't, now, those those that are those that are on i'm sorry just to caveat that those those that are on cbs and nbc during the normal season i wouldn't i'm not sure sorry they definitely the pga tour definitely weren't getting those figures on sunday because the golf channel is is, is pay-per-view in the states and that was what was broadcasting the power win but like in, in in terms of what's comparable here cbs nbc in the states is terrestrial tv so it's free to air and obviously youtube is free to air so like the numbers are staggering when you think about it when like in your main your main event like you for being such a big disruption in the game of golf for the year your main event your season finale free to air on youtube 35 million on the line some of the biggest players in the world and you're only getting seventy thousand people watching worldwide that's the thing as well like pj tour and cbs getting two two and a half million on a sunday that's only what's watching in the states that's not sky sports viewers that's not australian viewers south african viewers whatever so that really that really surprised me i thought that they might get a bit more genuine interest here and also they're kind of at the event itself it's obviously they're trying to be you know they're trying to be different they've got the the music and stuff playing in the background but the commentators are going on about how unbelievable the crowds are and then you'll flash over to the sixth hole and it's richard bland and gmac playing to their caddies you know with you know there's 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 decent sized galleries following the big games but there's some there's some players in that tour that are playing to one man and his dog i um i i, I do tend to agree with you in terms of the um the hype around it is such bullshit from the commentators like everything that they're saying is pure propaganda and look i've said openly before i am open to something else coming along and disrupting the pga tour as 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 we've gone into it um but there's there's such a, a lack of humility about it and in a sport where you think of like peter alice's understated commentary of watching the open and it's it's beautiful it's therapeutic to listen to whereas this is just bullshit it is this like the champagne on the um on the podium to celebrate at the end and like you're saying it's talking about oh my god what have we achieved it's incredible in such a short space of time all this bullshit 
I, I do completely agree. And I think that that would almost like if if they took the other approach and were a little bit more um humble about the thing rather than just chucking it in your face, you could possibly get behind it. But it's like it's like when you're talking there, you can see that you're part of the reason you're pissed off about this thing is because how they think that they're so fucking good and like that they're trying to do what they're doing. Whereas maybe if they were just a little bit less in your face about it yeah did you hear Fer Faraday's comment about cam smith on on the 18th after he shot apparently the best 65 of his life one of the best rounds of his life this is in the same year that he shot 64 to win the open uh yeah, and fuck. shot 66 <laughs> in the players championship earlier this year it's it's tough to watch i actually wasn't one of the uh, you know the twelve thousand on Saturday or whatever viewers on Sunday. I kind of, I kind of caught a bit of the kind of background of it, but I have tuned in a couple of weekends, and you know, like they saying, it's 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 very difficult. Um, it's very difficult to watch. I think, yeah, they need to reassess the way they're uh, they're presenting it. Those those commentators and just just the narrative around it. Um. So yeah, uh, like they they got the ideal scenario. I think didn't they with um cam smith and dj coming down the last yeah. together that couldn't have, that couldn't have worked out better but yeah i think like they did gain a bit of momentum during the summer definitely um you know these big signings and um and you know there was there's rumors to to that even more people were joining but yeah over the last few weeks it's i think it's it's been representative of what it is like you know it's it's gone abroad it's gone worldwide but Apparently, the figures in in Thailand and Jeddah, and um, you know, obviously to come back to the US, but apparently those figures were awful. So, oh, they were brutal. I think there was only a couple of hundred on at one stage in in Jeddah. Like, and I know that the the time zone wasn't wonderful for this side of the world, but it was also <laughs> ideal for literally that side of the world. So, I mean, it's supposed to be a global tour, but it's almost as if, like, I'm I was shocked. It was. It's almost as if it's not worked. It, it, it's 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 not worth the time it's being given like it's this thing that like is dominating the airways and it's dominating yeah. it's dominated this podcast and it, it's dominated all sort of golf media and like crept into you know crept into like mainstream media obviously as well but it's almost like that's i that was the feeling i had it was like i was so underwhelmed watching it that i was like really this is this is what actually this is what it actually is you know that's what i kind of was so surprised by because i admittedly had watched almost none of it up until now bar a bit of highlights and you know followed on twitter etc but like this was actually the first time i sat down for like an hour and watched it and i was like genuinely like so underwhelmed and almost like shocked that this has been what's been dominating the news of golf for the last six months because it was just so brutal and but it's it is interesting well. in terms of <clears throat> no, like in terms of like um no, I totally agree, Dave. Like uh, when you look at the finished product, it's like um Sony bringing out the PlayStation Five and like all the hype around it, and the controls are unreal, and the graphics are amazing, and the first couple of thousand go out, and then suddenly it's out of stock for two years. Like the it just gets completely deflated then once it actually launches, and I, I think it's it's very similar to that, but like we're we don't have a hope of actually getting away from it now post kind of the the season because 
we've already heard within 48 hours they were talking about free agencies from uh, the four aces. So I think Gooch is getting the strap, the kick, and I don't know who's coming in, Yulhan or someone like Good that. Good idea, Gooch is getting Gooch is getting the boot. I, mean, I can't believe uh, can't believe Pat Perez arrived. What does he know about this? <laughs> What does he know that he doesn't want uh, Miss Gretzky to find out of it? He has some dirt on DJ 100%. Like, I'm, like, no, even... I'm, I'm no Taylor Gooch fan, but like poor El Gucci must be feeling a bit sorry for himself now. And replaced by Peter Uline as well. Yeah, I mean, like it's either it's either it's either Pat Perez knows something about DJ that that uh, Miss Gretzky shouldn't know about, or uh, Uline's titles father has has. Uh, he has coffered up uh, DJ's pockets even further with a few quid. No, it's definitely it's definitely the former. Um, but no, just in terms of like um, that, uh, like just the free agency bullshit now that's going to rock around. And it's like, it doesn't mean anything to any of us, but like, it's just going to be in the media. It's going to be, Golf Digest are going to feel like they have to report on it. So we're going to keep yeah. seeing drips and drabs of it. Uh, Cantley and Xander are apparently um, looking at going over. Um, I think Cantley is the the kind of reason for that, and um, because he was always kind of he he gave a really shitty response to a comment a few months ago, saying my team takes care of that. Um, with regards to all this live stuff, so if Cantley was to go, which we kind of expected them to do a few months ago already, him and Xander are best mates. Um, I think they're playing together in the Zurich. Is it this week or next week? Um, the team kind of PJ Tour event or whenever that is, but they always play together and they win it. Um, so they're clearly like really close. And if Cantley was to go, Xander could definitely kind of follow him. Um, and there was this like- This is another... what I wonder though, is, that, <laughs> is it just going to be this where like they're all leaving obviously for the money um, and because the caddies are treated so well, apparently, um, like that this is, these, are, these seem to be the main reasons that they're leaving um, in reality. Is it just going to be this though? Is it just going to be they all leave, they all get paid an absolute fortune, but like a few thousand people watch it on YouTube, or like when they start, apparently they're going to they're going to pay Fox Sports, uh, Fox Sports to take it on on TV next year. But I think it's not even going to be it's not going to be Fox Sports like the the terrestrial channel or anything. It's going to be one of their pay per view channels um, in the states. So like, is, is this going to be it? That it's just actually going to be an awful product that it's just paying paying people a fortune in the name of sports washing and that that just seems to be the that seems to be the case and like you know it maybe it might improve when it gets a little bit more consistent because i think you know speaking of uline i think he i think he's played for four of the different teams this year already and now he's coming to the four aces um and like i'm starting to think that the four aces the reason it's called because it's named after the four brain cells in justin johnson's head rather than actually the golfers that are there because there's been that much chopping and changing with it and he's the only one that's playing a bit of golf and um, well like maybe it will become a better product when this is a bit more consistent and they actually have a season that starts and finishes with the same people and the same teams and you know an actual proper order of merit and um, etc etc but yeah, I really don't know. It's it's kind of you know, and as you say, again, like you know, you're you're in favor of a disruptor in golf, and like in theory, I was in favor of that, but like I, I just can't believe it's this. I think it's basically my takeaway from it, and um, mm. I just can't believe that it's not because I'm not because like I won't watch it. Like if this is what it is, I won't watch it. Like because it's just not, it's not enjoyable for me, and um, as a golf fan, it's just not really something that I'd be interested in. It's not why I like golf. 
not why I want to tune in. So, like, I would be kind of just disappointed if this is actually all it becomes. Not angry. well. There's a new a, a new product for you, Dave, to potentially salivate over in the form of tomorrow tomorrow golf or tomorrow sports. Um, well, this this is another this is another sideshow. This is not even this is not even something that's this is not like trying to disrupt golf. This is just something to make. Uh, the wealthy wealthy really isn't it? yeah it's um i i guess i always thought it was just that kind of monday night uh shoot off in a stadium kind of uh quick for um but when i kind of read into it more and obviously they've some of the biggest names in f1 the nfl justin timberlake fucking serena williams andy murray steph curry garrett bale like the an outrageous list of players or sorry of uh sports or athletes um or kind of celebrities but um, I was digging a bit deeper into it, and it, it's very um, generic um, in terms of what it applies to in sport. So that kind of, I guess, makes sense in terms of the people they've gotten on board. So it's not, it's gone from this kind of stadium golf um, concept on a Monday evening before a PGA Tour event to basically trying to bring more people into every sport. Um, so it is actually, it's an interesting concept. Um, but again, like it's, instead of changing a tournament format from 72 to 54 making a shotgun instead of staggered tee times like it's it, it's it's radically different in terms of kind of the offering um it has been tried before by companies like top golf or top tracer or one of them um and it was a complete pile of shit so it, it could it could just be useless um but again just uh it, the 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 take on kind of i guess multiple different types of sports and trying to i guess digitize or up the actual engagement i think that was a big part of what live were trying to do and they've ultimately failed so it'll be yeah interesting to see to see what happens with all the all the names and money no, they have i've no idea what it's really going to look like i mean my, my when i picture it i just see say tiger rory and a handful of other, other players getting into a simulator they're mic'd up and it goes on for a couple of hours and then it's like when you play, I don't know if any of you have done the top tracer thing or been to top golf or anything like that. Like you go and you play St. Andrews or something like that. Uh, and But the downfall of those things when you go to the driving range is that you can't chip and put. Whereas this is going to have some sort of short game area. I mean... Is that what you, I, really, I, is that what you really like? These kind of things kind of... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't have to chip and put. So I played I played uh, last week. I shot sixty-seven because I didn't have to hit. <laughs> have to hit a putt. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, sign me up. Get fucking tiger. I'll be waiting on the call. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It kind of. I presume it'll be decent just because it's being backed by Tiger and Rory and all these other people have have got on on board i presume they will turn it into some sort of spectacle that will be enjoyable yeah but it's not it's not like a disruptive force as such it's just a, it's a sideshow like it's a, it's a complimentary thing yeah yeah i mean it's not even i wouldn't even say it's complimentary like to be honest this is like this is for the TikTok generation of which i am not yeah. a member um like so it's not it's not it's not like really for it's not going to replace golf the way we know it or anything like that it's not like it's not what it's not trying to do what Liv's trying to do basically it's 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 just there as a as a sideshow and to make the lads a few quid it reminds me of those european tour videos that they do you know the like the 14 club challenges yeah 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 if they if they, turn, 
yeah, like those are actually great. And like, you know, Larry and Fleetwood trying to, you know, 100 balls for a hole in one or whatever that was. Like, you know, if they turned it into something like that, I probably would watch it because it is enjoyable and just a bit of crack. Like those 40 mm. club challenges, I uh, I really actually enjoy those kind of things. Those and uh, so do I. Um, but they're a nice little nice little package for like seven or eight minutes on uh, on YouTube. So something like that, yeah. there's no harm in it. Eddie Pepperell was in one this week with TV World Tour. It was very funny. Like he's just he just put a camera in front of him, and you're going to get good content. But yeah, just one of those. Let's play a play a par five, and then they had rules in terms of what clubs to use and stuff. But um, yeah, like the, the only I guess the other thing bar this tomorrow sports bar live is actual exhibition golf like matches. And I don't know if you've seen that the um, uh, Tiger and Rory are meant to be playing JT and JT and Speed, I think um in december so that'll be very interesting if it happens um hopefully not pushing tiger too too fast before he goes and wins the masters in in april huh it'd be so good to see him wouldn't it yeah that's that's all it is really like same as jp pro am like just to, to watch him being out there um and he'd be allowed to use a cart for the match as well so it shouldn't be a problem for him. seems like he might play in his own event in uh in December, there seems to be a bit of talk about that, and obviously he'd be able to use his, his card for that as well. So, I oh, and he might play with he might play with Charlie in the in the father son thing. Oh so no, yeah, that's really that's I, that, outside of the Masters in the Open. That's actually the best watch of the year. Um, that's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Father son actually um, that is actually um, the most enjoyable uh, two days of golf in the year, really, isn't it? In in other news. Joe, you actually brought it up just before the we, we started recording. Irish Open has been moved to September. It's actually brilliant news, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, it takes itself out of that spot in the middle of the summer, um, a couple of weeks before the Open, when the guys are trying to get tuned up for Lynx golf and to try them out on Mount Juliet. wasn't wasn't the best way to uh, to attract the the best players in the world. Um, so no, it, it it'll it'll be great. Um, I suppose the the only issue is it's not it's the weekend weekend after the points are decided for the Ryder Cup. Um, I think it's after the BMW and Wentworth that the, the the points are decided. But I think the captain's picks might still be um, a factor at that point. So guys will still be trying to you know put themselves in the conversation. And um, I think we saw it this year as well with with like the BMW being on. There was a good focus on European golfer in that time. Uh, we had the Italian Open and on the Ryder Cup course, Marco Simone, and then French Open. So I think even, you know, all of us kind of tuned into a lot more the the DP World Tour that we normally would have. So hopefully that will be the same next year um, when it goes to the to the K Club. Um, but yeah, the, the, only, the only next change you'd like to see is probably uh the a links course you know one of our many top links course i know this is broken record stuff here but uh, they have to at some stage the only thing is i, I know the k club are lined up to to, to have the order to have the irish open sorry for what is it 2025 and 2027 as well so yeah they're doing odd years yeah, I think. Mm, so i don't know when that's going to happen but yeah, yeah like, I know there's a couple of factors there, you know, contributing to that that decision. Yeah, like it's it's I I'm I'm happy it's moved because it's gonna it's gonna improve the event overall. Um on the downside though, as Joe said, 
we've now lost a prime spot in the calendar whereas if we were to play it on links on a regular basis it would be absolutely full like it was a few years ago with lynch and ram winning so <clears throat> like it makes it makes total sense to move it uh, it's going to be a far better event now that they have moved it but i just in the back of my head it's only going to be a far better event because the field is getting better because it's playing on parklands in a prime links time of the season um if they had a lineup of Royal County Down, Port Rush, Ballyliffin, La Hinch, wherever you wanted to go, um, and it was still in that kind of key slot in the middle of the year, two weeks before the Open, I am pretty sure it will be absolutely full, seeing as the lads are stopping off here to play anyway, uh, the week of the Irish Open and bypassing it. So it is, it's, it's better for the event, but it's a massive missed opportunity for Irish golf, in my opinion. Um, but. Do we know what the reason is? Sorry, do we know what the reason is that they don't want money. to play on money courses? What, money. what do you mean? The K Club are just sure they're paying for three years of it. Like it's all money related. Mount Juliet, the K Club. It's just absolute bags of money been thrown around to host them at these kind of they're incredible events, they're incredible resorts, but um like in terms of the actual turnover that you could possibly get from dragging people down the, the side village road in Baltray. Um, versus getting the the kind of infrastructure you have set out in Carton House or the K Club or Juliet or whatever, um, it's all all done on kind of a money basis. So it's clear that they'd rather have uh, a better kind of predictable or more predictable revenue than the best players in the world playing. So it's a bit bit sad, but there's obviously more that goes into it. But I I think that's what the it kind of boils down to. Yeah, we yeah. agree. Like it's it the infrastructure is not set up like these links courses are golf courses the Mount Juliet's and K clubs as well are resorts and they're just sort of they're just much better set up to host a golf event like the it's difficult it's difficult like the, you can host you can host almost the entire you know players and caddies on on site in a lot of these places where if you're playing on the links it's 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 more spread out and difficult to manage I think yeah like the European club at the road obviously yeah, we'd love uh, we'd love to see an Irish Open there, but obviously the the infrastructure in that in that area is um is not up to up to scratch for for hosting that kind of tournament. But you love to see those guys out there. Yeah, park and ride at Jack White's and turn Jack White's into a party village for the weekend. That's always been my idea for a big event at the European Club. Yeah, you get on to Pat Ruddy, can? Yeah, I'll get on to Pat Ruddy. I was going to say the likes of Port Marnock and stuff would be okay though, but. I suppose to your point around just money and the fact that the K Club are willing to pump cash into it, probably the top links courses in Ireland just don't necessarily need to do it because everyone knows to go and play the top links courses in Ireland, so they don't need to advertise themselves to try attract these big green fees. Whereas K Club, Manchulid, or whatever, they can they they kind of need to be front and center in order to command you know the hundred and fifty euro green fee or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. actually like even um, if you actually take the slot that we were in beforehand and um, peak summer, like you're literally going to have to ride off a couple of weeks to get the course ready to make sure everything's all right. And that's in terms of <clears throat> not just their kind of, I guess, half a million euro or whatever the actual bid number is before actually going and winning it and the money you'd have to invest to actually set it up for it. But you're, you're taking away like hundreds of thousands potentially from some courses just on the green fees that you're going to lose over that summer slot. So Maybe in the September slot when there's less uh, less demand, there might be more links courses going for it. But it'd be a unless it's a unless it's a balmy September, it would be a, a real a real scrap in the in the links. 
you would have to for links like it would be the same thing like if you hosted a links event in september you would have mats in the fairways from may like you wouldn't have use mm -hmm. to any of the fairways so like all your you know your american uh guests that are paying you know 275 around out in the hinge probably wouldn't really that all that's like that's a deterrent for them to come they're not going to want to come and play so yeah you're right like the the loss in revenue like if we try and get a tea time now out in you know Paddy Bunyan next July, you'll struggle. Whereas if you try and get one out in, you know, Mount Juliet, like you're, you're, you'll, yeah. you'll be fine. So it is, it, that is a huge factor. Like clubs. That's, that's also why they're, they're, it's also why they're paying so much to get the Irish open because no one's fucking playing 90% of the time versus on the links courses where everyone can't get enough of them. Joe, Joe, you're obviously a member of Port Marnock. Have you ever had conversations with, other members on what their thoughts on are on like hosting these events like you had the the british am there what mm. two years ago do members <clears throat> would members like to have an irish open or not i think it's split um i think there's a certain demographic that don't want it um and i think like from speaking about the british am i think the everyone was upbeat about it and uh, it was, you know, widely regarded as a great thing for for the club. Um, I'm talking about a small pool of people that I would have talked to in a, in a big club, obviously. But um, I think, you know, it's it, it was great. Like everyone enjoyed going out and watching it. Now you do sacrifice those couple of months before with the mats and the fairies. But I I think you know the general consensus was that was that was a it was a good thing to have for the club. Now would they want that? You know, every second year uh losing you know four months of play you know on the pro on you, you know i don't know if that would if that would sit well with everyone um because it, it's a tough one there's no some of these courses i think like Pomarnik and you know the ones we've mentioned Lynch and stuff as we said we, they don't need to be put on the map i don't think by you know they've they've got uh they've got a, a certain level of uh reputation and you know attractiveness to people who are coming from abroad and even in Ireland so um I think it's I think it's mixed and I, I I'd be interested to hear what people in other clubs would would say but um I know I yeah I know personally it's a it's a great thing um I think you know seeing seeing those guys in the in the British amateur uh, battle it out that 36 hole final that James Suger uh, played in was, was insane getting to see them play the same shots that you've used it from 60 yards further up obviously off the off the tee shot and actually hitting the fairways yeah um but like yeah the point around the match and the fairways geez that'd be shite like imagine not being able to get out in your your sunday comp or whatever because or like having to put mats in the fairways up yeah everyone lugging them around the place um we should begin to wrap up lads but um i know with a couple of events coming up this week PGA Tour is in Mexico in the Maya Maya Cabo. Um but probably bigger event is Challenge Tour Grand Final. So um few Irish lads there trying to get their card. So top 60 on the Challenge Tour got into this event. Top 20 automatically get their cards onto the DP World Tour and then top 45 get to final stages of Q school. So Tom McKibben is the leading Irish. He's a 19 year old. Uh, he's 15 in the ranking. He's pretty much, well, he's not guaranteed to get top 20, but he's looking good. If he can manage to win this week, he'd actually be the youngest ever 
a winner on the challenge tour uh, from Northern Ireland, but he's 15, so maybe that's a bit ambitious. John Murphy is 42nd in the ranking, and then Rory McGee is 48th. So big week for a few of these boys. Um, yeah. Yeah, the at stake is, is, is huge, obviously. Um, but McKibben's in a great position to, to, to get that card. Like he's 19 years old. It's insane that he might get his, uh, his European tour card. I think, you know, we mentioned it before. It was a big risk that he, that he took kind of going straight out. Um, a lot of lads would follow the collegiate route, obviously. Um, but, but yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously if he doesn't get it, there's the fallback of, I think it's what the top 45 are playing this week. And then top 20 get deeper world tour cards and then the next the 25 didn't go to the next stage of q skill they get they get like a buy to like the third round i think i think dunn is the same and and caldwell uh so so murphy mckibben caldwell and dunn are guaranteed the third stage but there's a couple other guys i think got a, a q skill this week as well playing in the second stage so it'll be interesting to see i think there's 12 of them oh i must actually take a look at that yeah john is... johnny Yates, um mentioned for him as well he he won obviously yeah. the alps tour um a couple of weeks back um and then you've got gary hurley and i think cooper your mate stewie stewie grand stewie yeah no, that was a good few good few lads um fighting it out um yeah it's it's, it's a weird time of year where there's kind of the alps and euro pro kind of finals and then you move on to the DB World Tour Q School, and then yeah, it's it's uh, it's a bit kind of mumbled up, but um, yeah, it's um, I think the is this the one that's on in Spain now for the next two weeks? Um, yeah. no, sorry, that's the DB World Tour Q School, right? I think all the qualifying are yeah. in Spain, though. Um, yeah, 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 it stays in Spain. Yeah, 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 yeah. So best, best, of, best of luck to the lads, and hopefully we can we can chat to them in a few weeks time when they're uh deep world tour players um right before we finish up so there's this pga tour event in mexico cooper you you got power last week give us your tip for this week well the man, the man i know he was it was a lot weaker field but the man it was 20 to 1 to win last week and now he's 33 to 1 to follow it up um tempted to, to go for power again um but no hovland has won this two years running he's going to be the first person to win three times in a row or the same event three times in a row since Stricker in 2011 if he does it again and he's he's uh, right at the top of the market but uh, I'm gonna go for Cameron Champ um, I think he's around 50 to 1 um, each way uh, he's he, he normally kind of does well after you kind of very quiet then does well in the competition and then goes on and wins something um so he did well in Zozo there recently and he's he played a good record in this course so yeah Cameron Champ each way Okay, Dave. Yeah, I mentioned Dietrich. Like, I guess he's the one I fancy to do well. He's in good form. It's a golf course that suits uh, good drivers of the ball, which Dietrich is, and good putters. So he probably isn't the most consistent putter on tour, but he's clearly putting quite well. He was 18 under last week. So um, I think if you can get Dietrich at anything better than 30 to 1, you're doing well this week and a decent bit of value in that. So I'm going to. I'm going to stick my five each way on, on Thomas Dietrich if I can find him somewhere at, at 30 plus. Mm, I've got him on bet 365 here at 35 to 1. So I might. Yeah, there you uh, go. Follow your lead. 
Uh, Joe? Uh, I'm going to go for Fina this week. Uh, he's coming. He hasn't played, I don't think, in the 2023 season, the, the wraparound yet. But uh, he had a great finish to uh, to the to last year's season, if you take out the Tour Championship. I think he had obviously had the two wins and then he had another top five in there and a lot's been made of his putting at the moment as well which has become a real strength of his game so um yeah i'll uh i'll go with you know this week did you see actually cooper you made the the reference to the the three in a row was it three players done in the pga tour era um stricker appleby and and tiger's done it six times and he's i think he's Not done the- four four peak twice something something like that he just every stat we we take he just blows it out of out of the water for everyone else absolutely nothing nothing better than a good tiger stat to make us realize how shit golf is when we could have had it so much better 10 20 years ago <laughs> well the, the 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 best tiger stat i've seen in a long long time is that his tour adjusted so adjusted for tour uh, conditions handicap index in 2008 would have been somewhere between plus 11 and plus 12. Uh, so like using the new handicap system of uh 80 or last 20 rounds he would have been off between plus 11 and plus 12 adjusted for tour conditions and that was 2008 where he had like his well he legs. before before he won the us Open, before he won the us open on a broken leg he was he was absolutely ripping it up in in areas 2008 so yeah that would have been uh that would have been <laughs> tiger woods handicap in uh terrifying, terrifying. yeah but even at that, like, you know, you wouldn't, you if he gave you twenty shots, you wouldn't, you wouldn't probably beat him like around your home track. Oh yeah. no, it's not, 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 a, not a hope. I mean, if you, if you call it, if you call it plus twelve, he'd be currently giving me twenty shots, and I wouldn't, yeah. fancy, I wouldn't fancy taking him on around Wicklow now. To be honest, with you. Well, Connor, Connor, if you're shooting, if you're shooting sixty-seven around St Andrews, Con, I fucking tell you off off yeah whatever you're off I, now i'm like whatever about me having the yips uh on my saturday comp if i've got if i've got to put to stay in the mix against tiger i don't think there's any chance of getting the ball in the hole in four from, from <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you want to play you want to play in peter green on the simulator that's that's what you want to you take yeah him. yeah I'd, I'd have him absolutely no problem um and for the record i'm gonna go with andrew putnam this week 50 to one few decent finishes second in the zozo a couple of weeks ago 12th the week before um so yeah he's he's my pick for the week let's see if we can sneak another winner um unless there's any other business boys we'll have to wrap it up there uh thank you listeners for joining us for another week of unplayable we will catch you next time